You're back again with another episode of the Jones.com podcast, man. How y'all been? Um, today, 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 uh, wait, yeah, today's the uh, first game of the NBA finals, right? And uh, I predicted wrong, uh, who ended up losing? Yeah, Milwaukee ended up losing, so it's Toronto and Golden State. And so, uh, since the finals starting, I know usually, well, back in the old days, 2K would announce the cover artist like game one of the finals. So since we know that another 2K is coming next year and 2K, they're working on it right now, I decided to, you know, go ahead, get my 2K20 wish list out of the way. Now, I do have everything broken down in sections. This will be a pretty long podcast because, um, yeah, it's a lot I want to talk about when it comes to 2K. If anybody knows me, knows I'm one of the best players in the world at 2K. You know what I'm saying? Not to toot my own horn or whatever. But, nah, like, on a serious note, like, I really play 2K a lot. I've been playing it since 2K3. And I think I was, like, seven, eight years old. Um, Yeah, that's just how long I've been playing 2K. I've always been a fan. I think the only NBA Live that I, like, owned and played more than 2K was NBA Live 05. So, outside of Live 05, I've been a 2K head ever since. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I have everything written down, which is best because I hate like trying to go off top sometimes. I, I've kind of been pre-writing a few of my uh, podcasts, a few of my stories just to make things go smoother. But here we go. Uh, I got everything broken up in sections. So my 2K20 wish list, here we go. We starting off with the park and neighborhood. All right. So things that I want. All right. First things first, I want to bring back fours, the fours court and the fives court. Because three v three, it's you can you can cheese three v three so much due to the the simple spacing and the fours court and the fives the fours court was dope because it was actual NBA length and it was like full court so you didn't have to guard people full court because now you got pure sharps or whatever shooting from behind the half court line on a threes court because the threes court isn't really long enough so if we had a fours and fives court. I feel like that would show more talent when it comes to the park area. And then it's the park aspect, should I say. And I just like the fact that fours and fives is, is more so real-life basketball versus threes, all right? Another thing I like um, next on the list is uh, park and neighborhood affiliations. So before we got this neighborhood concept, we have separate parks, Sunset, Rivet, Old Town, whatever, right? Now – since 2K is stuck on this neighborhood instead of parks thing, I think we could do uh, sun, uh, like a sunset neighborhood, an old town neighborhood, or whatever like that. And that way, it's not we're not looking at the same dry park all year long. Like, I understand they got different lighting and different events going on, but eh, I don't know. I'm not really feeling that. Speaking of that, I want the neighborhoods to change during season. So, like, around Halloween time, it's like the entire neighborhood got this Halloween feel around um, the wintertime. We get snow in the park uh, and just things like that. Snow in the neighborhood or whatever you want to call it. Because um, we already have clothes to uh, simulate the uh, situation or whatever. So if we had like actual like themes around the park and neighborhood, that would be dope. Um, neighborhood events should last the entire day. Because the neighborhood events are cool just to have different events going on. And 
and be like, okay, this day we're going to have this event. But the thing is, they be limited for a few hours. And people have work. People have jobs. So to get people on every day, you should have a daily neighborhood activity. Like, I understand we already had a daily goal, but you, you have the daily neighborhood event. And it should be like an event room, like how we have, uh, what's it called? Um, Annie Up. Yeah, there should be an event like stage like that. So every day you go there and play the special event for the day and you get bonuses or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That'd be pretty dope. Uh, and they can replace the cages aspect wherever cages is at now, whatever service y'all use for cages because cages is trash. Nobody asks for cages. Nobody likes cages. The whole mechanic is broken. We don't know what is actually going on in cages. So, yeah, just uh, take out cages and replace that with an event thing. Um, uh, when it comes to icons, I want there to be a ball hard icon or, like, let players vote on who's a good player and who's a not good player. Because, you know, there's a lot of players with good records, but they play with squads or whatever. And so people in their squads are good, and they, they get carried a lot for their, a lot of their victories. But when it comes to actual individual players, like a lot of them are actually trash and we can't tell that. We're looking at their record like, oh, he's an elite three or he's an elite two or pro two, blah, 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 blah. But when you play with him, like, yo, how, how did this guy get all these wins? This guy's garbage. He don't pass the ball. He's a ball hog. Things like that. I think like um, the users should be able to vote on like, I don't know, like a, 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 a this should be like a. A 2K rep and a player rep, like players around the park should be able to vote on their, like a, another player's rep or whatever, if they play with them on their team or whatever. No, I just think that's a good idea. I don't know how to implement that, but I just think it makes sense. It makes things easier. We should also remove the teammate grade from uh, park and park games because we don't really need them at all. Like, I don't understand why we have teammate grades. Um... I guess to kick people once they get an F, but it takes so long for the F to pop up. Like, you have to try. And before you get an F, you're going to get kicked for inactivity or something like that. So, nah, you got to remove that teammate grade because it's not really effective enough to to put somebody at an F fast enough in the game to 21 where you could take seven threes and game's over. So, yeah, I really don't see the purpose of a teammate grade in a neighborhood. When it comes to inactive players in general, I think we should kick inactive players faster. Um, one full shot clock of inactivity. So we shouldn't have to go two, three possessions of a guy not moving for them to finally get kicked. Like, no, nah, like that's our that could possibly put you down nine zip that quick. And so that just that quick, you're out of the game. Just one full like full 24 seconds, offense or defense, it doesn't matter. One 24 seconds, if you do not move your controller, your player has not moved or anything like that. He should be kicked from the game. That's just how I feel. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, give all right. Once a player is kicked, give these computer players IQ. If this player is guarding a pure sharp, make sure he's he's like hugging the pure sharp the entire time. The guys like just play bait. Like give the player IQ based off of archetype. Don't have the computer players just sag off just because that's how the park standard is it, it really doesn't help anybody and it really makes a lot of the players just lose just because they're playing with a cpu um remove make it take it from the twos court i understand in real life when you play twos you play and make it take it but in real life when you play threes you play make it take it so in the twos court we got to remove make it take it because players just like once 
a lot of times once a team has the ball, because a lot of players just run with a, a sharpshooter center and a sharp play, like a play sharp uh, point guard or whatever. Once once that team has the ball, a lot of times they're just going to screen left and right and left, right cheese and just shoot the three over the team, uh, the twos. And every time they make a bucket, they don't have to lose the ball. So a lot of times, like, like some teams don't even get the opportunity to even like shoot the ball. So if you uh make like everybody play defense in the twos court, and it'll be less cheesy, and it'll it'll promote more people to play twos. I'm not a big twos fan myself, just because of the fact of make it take it. I don't think it makes sense. Um, no player should be make shots from beyond half court. I just I just think that like um there's I don't think why I should explain that in 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 basketball in general, but no player, no matter what court you're on, should be pulling from behind half court. Inbounding defenders should be able to move. So if you're if you're checking the ball up, the defender should be able to move. The defender should not be stuck. Mike Wayne posted, well, uh it'll be impossible to inbound the ball. No, no, it won't. Like people, people who can't inbound the ball, you just suck. It's simple as that. I don't understand why the person who inbounded the ball can't move because now all people do is left, right, cheese behind the inbounder. And then you can just shoot the ball over the top. It's, it's, it's not complicated. And, yeah, that's why the inbounding defender should be able to move. Um, joining friends should be a lot easier. It takes like two, three, four, five, six times to join uh, your friend's park. Maybe you should. Be, this should be a feature where if you all in the lobby, like the play with friends from the home screen, you all should be able to join park as one or even play program as one from that, that stage. And you should be able to pick which my player you want to use, blah, 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 blah. That would be very smooth, very quick. Um, make the my court pur- purposeful. Make their make it a reason to go to our my court. Like, give us full five, like full court 5v5 in our my court. Give us, like, a full NBA length court. Give us the ability to um, – we had the ability to invite uh, computer players. So if I had, like, um, computer players and I had my actual uh, friends – so I could have um, I could run five v five versus like a five v five full game versus um, NBA players with my friends. I think that'd be like a pretty dope idea. Just just to give us a purpose to go to the my court because as of now there is no purpose of going to your my court ever unless you want to play like private one v one or two v two or whatever. But at that in that in that case you might as well just try to find an open court in the park. I I don't know man. It's just. I don't see a purpose in my court at this point. Add more jerseys in the store. Every jersey on the roster, every player's jersey on the NBA roster, every player in the game, their jersey should be in the store. Not just limited players' jerseys because some players, they have breakout seasons, and it'll be a point where you're looking in the store and I'm like, yo, I still can't get this player's jersey, even though this player had a great season and you didn't see it coming, but you just can't wear that player's jersey because they weren't preset to be in the game. Same with the throwback jerseys. I just feel like there should be a like way more jerseys available for players that if you want to wear their jerseys, you should go ahead. Um, make more shoe brands wearable that are already in the game, like Big Baller Brand, Leaning, Peak, Puma. All those brands are in the game. Can you even sign with Reebok this year? I don't even know if you can sign with Reebok. All those brands are already in the game. Give give us a purpose. Like if we want to sign to one of those companies, let us sign to one of those companies. Let us wear those team shoes. Like. I always wanted to wear Big Baller brand, like some ZO2s in the park, but you can't wear ZO2s in the park. You can't wear uh, Jamal Crawford's shoes. You can't wear D-Way's leadings. Just the fact that they're in the game, but you can't wear them in the park, it, it kind of sucks. They, 
defeats the purpose of even paying for the licenses for all these shoes if you're not going to allow players to wear them in the game. Bring back face tattoos. I'm just a fan of the face tattoos. I used to have face tats. Bring back, um, we need more hairstyle variations. I don't understand why 2K removes hairstyles and add, like gives us new ones. I really wish I still had my uh, the little braids I had from 2K, what, 16 and 17? Like, my players from those years, they had the same exact hairstyle, same exact face, but once 2K removed their hairstyle, I, I wasn't able to use it no more. I hate that. Um, What's next on this list? Oh, already, I have removed cages right here, but, I mean, yeah. Uh, a random mode that switches every player's play type and part, right? So that should be one of the events where you join and it's random. Like, every game you, you start up, um, like, you, you remain your same position, but it changes your play type and it gives you, like, it, it adds a new challenge when it comes to playing a uh, part. So... That way, when you join the game, it's like, oh shoot! If you are if you're a pure sharp at all times, and you play this random mode, and now you're like a two way slasher. Now you got to understand how to play as a two way slasher, and it just it just I think it'll just add a little bit of variety to the game, and and that way you can prove who's really versatile and who's actually good at the game versus a player who's only been cheesing one archetype the entire uh, year to two K. I, I feel like people would try to stray away from that if if they were really like bad at the game, but people who like challenges and people who like competition will always go to this mode and really play it. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Oh, and remove the takeover mode in a neighborhood because the game could like be real close and somebody could just activate their takeover and cheese the way to the bucket and the game's over just like that. Like takeover for any position is just, really unfair and i don't understand how something like that could pass testing and make it into the game all right next we on to pro-am and rec this is a mode that a lot of people play a lot of people claim where the real talent is is more simulation as, as people say so um yeah this is one of my favorite modes because i actually like full quarters i like foul calls i like i just like the actual nba feel of the game right so uh, my first suggestion and wish list on Pro-Am and Rec is like a 2K League mode where you have to play with one of the 2K League presets. So in the 2K League, there are presets for each player, and you have to play as one of those presets, and that's how um, the team based their, their, their game upon, right? So in 2K League mode where there will be um, like you could pick – you're still in position, you're still the position that you are, but you have to – play as one of the 2k league uh generic uh play types everybody's locked in at the same exact overall i would say i should say about like a 93 ish 92 93 so everybody's same overall everybody uh playing at these locked in archetypes i feel like that'd be dope it'll um give people a better understanding of the 2k league and how things aren't as smooth and easy and cheesy as they think think it is so um yeah uh when it comes to Pro-Am with custom teams or whatever. Force home custom jerseys to be white. I don't care what what team you have, what your team colors are. Your home jerseys should always be white because that way we don't have teams playing against each other with the same jersey colors or we don't play against them camouflage jerseys, making everything difficult. The, 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 the main primary color should always be white. There should not be an ability to 
adding the, like a billion logos over it so people can bypass this law or whatever. Just just make them white jerseys and put a generic name on top. And that's just all home jerseys. Away jerseys, go nuts, go custom, whatever, crazy, whatever, except white. Like you can do anything with your custom away jerseys, but just don't make them white. But home jerseys, please make them white. And away jerseys, please force them to be colored. That way when you plan against a random team, you don't run into that stupid issue of of the same team, uh, I mean the same colorway for um, playing. I don't know. You know what I'm. You get what I'm trying to say. It's just stupid. Have a ranked and unranked. Uh, no, have a unranked lobbies to play against teams you want to compete for. So I mean, like uh, you and your squad go into a lobby, and you can you can see other squads, and y'all y'all can play against each other, like. Um, it's kind of like private pro-am, but have it in the lobby's form. That way, it'd be easier, shall I say, to than the private pro-am thing. Because I don't even, I've never even ran private pro-am. I don't even understand how it works. From my knowledge, you're supposed to send them a code or something. I don't know, but yeah, just just give us lobbies. Um, uh, let teams create jerseys and courts from the get-go. That's the purpose of like creating team. That's the purpose of creating a team, right? So you create a team to customize your jerseys, your court. So allow us to do that from the get-go. Don't don't put it behind a wind wall. I understand the purpose of it is like it give you a like an incentive to play up play for, but the incentive should be playing for fun. So yeah, I, I feel like you should be able to upgrade your uh court by based on playing size and your team should get more perks, but it shouldn't be as in creating jerseys or whatever like that. I think that should be off the rip because no one likes those generic pro am jerseys. Um, remove bright colored courts, just remove bright colored courts. Like there's no explanation behind this. No, nobody likes playing on them. They're annoying. We hate seeing them. They are eyesore. Just remove those. Have NBA courts unlockable for your team. So let's say like you win a certain amount of games, you guys get to unlock staples. You get to play at staples. You get to play at Oracle. You get to play at Toyota center, state farm arena, TD garden, uh, the palace at Auburn Hills, like just courts around the NBA. The more you win, the more you should uh you should be able to unlock NBA arenas. Um, okay, so when you're playing with CPU players on your team, give us an NBA player instead of a, a generic player. You did this back in the crew in like 2K11, where when you made your uh, team, um, you would you would base your team based off an of NBA team. So a lot of players back then was just using the Rockets because Yao Ming was a center, and nobody wanted to play center. But uh, just give us a generic NBA player. It doesn't have to be a, a, a superstar. Just give us about a, a 85, 88 overall NBA player to mesh with the team instead of giving us this generic player where we don't know their overall, we don't know their capabilities. It's just it just doesn't help us out when we're playing with random computer players. Um Yeah, that's the last thing I have for this uh pro am and rec. Oh, and um remove takeover. Yeah, just simple as that. Um same reason from part just remove takeover mode just take it out just not a fan all right when it comes to my career right the part that's offline um bring back summer league bring back training camp like just the idea of working towards the nba season should be more fun the off season is always boring you just you play on the off season and no, you don't even do anything in the offseason. Once the offseason comes, you just it's just over with. Just bring back the summer league training camp, especially training camp, because that way you can see who's on your team. You can mesh with them a little bit, understand who's good good at what. 
for this upcoming season instead of trying to figure that out over the season. Training camp doesn't have to be long, like five games. Summer league can be about 10 games, and I don't think that's bad. Um, fix the weight situation. It seems like if your player is a, isn't a feather, he's super slow when it comes to like, well, I made my player this year, 6'10", or 6'9", 6'10", 240. That's the height of Kevin Durant. That's the weight of Kevin Durant. But my player runs like like a brick. He's slow as dirt versus Kevin Durant. He's not slow. LeBron's about 240. He's not slow. Most players in the NBA who's 6'9", 6'10", 240, they're not slow. That's actually a lightweight for somebody who's 6'10", 6'9". Nobody who should be 6'9", 6'10", should be 190 pounds, 185 pounds just so they can run light as a feather. It just doesn't add up, doesn't make sense. And it's just not realistic when it comes to weight, the weight situation. Um, shot creators up to small forward should have the ability ability to dribble as well as playmakers. All right. So if you're a point guard, two guard, or three guard, uh, I mean, or the small forward, uh, you should be able to just dribble. You, you have to be able to create a shot to dribble. It just only makes sense to me. Um, slasher should be quicker. Just because to slash to the goal, you have to be quick to get to the goal in general. So I just feel like slash should be quicker. Um, what else? Uh, pure sharp shouldn't be able to, to dribble as good as playmakers. The problem with a lot of uh, pure sharps is that they can dribble very, very well. If they cheese their height to be very small, then they'll get like a quote-unquote speed boost. I think speed boost would be taken out of the game in general. But uh, they, should, they get speed boosting and... Yeah, they they're able to ankle break and just shoot ridiculous threes just to, uh, based upon the fact that they can they're very quick and they can just shoot as well. This is ridiculous. They got to uh, fix them pure sharp. Stretch big shouldn't be able to shoot as good as pure like uh the the point guards like a stretch big a rebound a stretch big three pointer be like a sixty but like a sixty or seventy but they shoot them at the rate of a ninety nine that just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. They should not be able to shoot as good. Archetypes shouldn't be able to coexist with each other. So if they're like oxymorons, so like a slashing sharp or a rebounding playmaker, it just like those type of archetypes that go against each other, they shouldn't be able to coexist. Well, that's just me in general. Um, bring back the 11 point semi after halftime because no one likes to play. It shouldn't make sense where you have to be up 25 points and simulate after halftime. Bring it back to 11. Uh, your team should automatically run plays. You shouldn't have to turn that setting on because you're just one player in the system, regardless if you're, like, the star player or not. The, the teams run plays. Um, realistic minutes. After I change the minutes in the rotation, I still shouldn't be playing 40 minutes a game, 42 minutes a game. If I set it to where I'm only playing 30, 28 minutes a game, give me my, give me my breaks. Let me go to the bench because my player will be tired, regardless of boost or not. But, yeah, just give me my break. Give us realistic minutes, and especially after I, I um, change the rotations. Uh, you should see where players – you should be able to see where players are going to sign. No, you should be able to see where players sign before you sign in the offseason, right? So um, if I'm going – when a free agency come up and let's say this upcoming free agent, Kevin Durant decides to go to Atlanta, I should be able to see that before I, de I determine on who I sign with. That way, I'm not signing to a team where I think they have all these stars or I think this team, like, oh, I want to go here because nobody's there. And I get there and they add, like, two or three more stars or all the stars left. I, I feel like I should be able to figure out, like, 
or know where other players went. I should also be able to uh, sit down with other players in the offseason to convince them to come where I want to go. Um, your teammates shouldn't be so bad. Like, your teammates are dirt. Everybody knows this. I don't understand why. Your teammates are just some of the worst players in the NBA. Um, team – oh, role players should play more minutes. That goes back to the fact that I'm not playing enough minutes or players should – I don't know. It's, it's just complicated. Just just fix the minute situation. Teams should go after their knees in the offseason. Like, I play for Cleveland right now, and my team has like six or seven point guards. There's no reason we should have this many point guards, and I'm the only small forward. It just it just doesn't add up. Like they and they and the thing is they play every single one of those point guards, but I don't get out the game. I think that situation needs to be fixed. Rookies shouldn't come in as good as they are. I'm like two, three seasons in, and there's teams every 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 lottery pick has over an 80 overall. I don't understand that 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 that's not realistic. That never happens. Um, all shoes should be free with the shoe deal. Simple as that. If I, got, if I got a shoe deal, I shouldn't have to pay for colorways. Every single one of them should be free, even the park shoes. That's just how it goes. Um, shoe deal should come with more. No, no, back to the shoe deal thing with the free shoes. Once you leave that shoe company, all those shoes that, that were free, you should lose them. I just, I, I, That's just to coexist with it. So if you lose your shoe deal and you had a, all those free shoes with Nike, well, all your free shoes should be gone. And that's just how I feel like it should, it should work, especially with um, shoe deal. Yeah, it, it just only makes sense. Um, shoe deal should be just more than for companies. Going back to the fact that uh, if the, the shoe's in the game, then we should be able to wear it. Hall of Fame should double VC and XP because the Hall of Fame is damn near impossible sometimes when you plan on it. So uh, just give us double the VC and double the XP. All archetypes shouldn't be able to shoot threes, as in a slash and rebounder should not be able to hit corner threes or any, any center without any big man in general without the shooting bad should not be able to shoot threes. Um, defending slasher should be up, shouldn't be able to shoot threes. Pure slasher shouldn't be able to shoot threes. Pure lockdown shouldn't be able to shoot threes. Everybody should not be able to shoot threes. Just patch the three-point shooting in general. It makes no sense. Everybody should not be able to be shooting threes like this. It's very – it's just not fun to play because you can't even strategize of leaving a slash a pure slashing center, pure athletic finisher at the three-point line. You can't strategize, strategize to leave him open because he can still hit threes with like a 40 to 50 three-point rating. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um our our overalls should be true. Our true overalls, not just my career. Meaning, if I create my player outside of my career, if I'm a 92 in my career, then when I recreate my player outside of my career, it should always be. It should also be a 92. It should not be an 86. Should not be an 85. It should be a 92. That's the entire purpose of showing up overalls, so we can know our actual players' overalls, not just these. Oh, you're just at a 92 level according to 2K. No, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't even add up. So, um, yeah. Free throw rating should go up via VC. It should be a little bar, just like it was in previous years. We should not have to make free throws to get better at free throws. The free throw badge is, is stupid. Just base free throw ratings based upon archetypes, how it is this year, but just give it to us in a bar versus um, making us do whatever we had to do this year, which was just freaking stupid. Like, y'all been, y'all mess up free throws every year. I don't understand how. Just give us the bar. 
Oh my goodness. A lot of practice games in the my court with the CPU. So in our uh just allow us to run practice games with our team just in general. Just that I just think that'd be fun. Um I wouldn't say fun, but it just it just helps you understand who's on your team and who you playing with or whatever. Um give us an offhand layup rating so we can force players certain ways. So James Harden's left-handed, he always goes to the left. So his left-hand layup should be way higher than his right-hand layup, depending on players. Certain players like Kyrie, they can finish with left and right just as well. But a lot of players like like Lonzo, he can't really finish left, but he, he can finish right. So give us a strategic way to guard certain players instead of just one layup rate and give us an offhand and the onhand. Same with ball dribbling, offhand ball dribbling. Same with dunking and finishing the rim. Yeah, so just give us that that whole concept of an offhand Overall, it just makes sense. And um, remove takeover. Uh, all right, next. All right, so my team. Let's go to my team. Let's go to my team. All right, so first things first in my team, remove contracts. Simple as that. Once you pass the first domination, they stop giving you contracts in uh, my team. So now you're trying to figure out a way to use your players that you have with no contracts and you don't get packs anymore because domination if you play domination they gave you a bunch of contracts in each pack they gave you about three contracts per game so that way you could just like go in and out and just add them to your players but now i've completed regular domination and historic domination so now i'm on all-time domination but i don't have any contracts to play any of these teams with and it costs way too much mt or bc to even put a contract on these diamond players so yeah, not going to play this mode anymore because I don't have any contracts. So, uh, yeah, remove them. Madden did it in Ultimate Team. So, yeah, just remove contracts. They don't help anybody. Um, position lock on players, man. We should not be running into teams that are running that is running Giannis at the point, AK-47 at the point, Blake Griffin at the point. We should not be running into players running using seven-foot speed demons at the point guard position strictly use or strictly force point guards to be at the point guard position it only makes sense it just only makes sense i don't understand why this is such a hard concept like point guards and two guards at the one uh twos and threes at the two threes and fours at the three it's just like in on down just going it just only makes sense you should not be able to run a small four or power four at the point guard position it just does not make sense um every Every player with a high overall shouldn't be able to shoot threes. Just because it's a diamond card doesn't mean they should shoot threes. Blake Griffin, no card should have a 93. No Giannis card should have a 93. There's a Ben Simmons card out there with a three-pointer. Why? He's never made a three-pointer. Take that out the game. Like We don't need it. Um, less diamond cards. Basically, they're, they're the minimum now. Like Every player in the game damn near has a diamond card for no apparent reason. Oh, he had a good game? Give him a diamond card. He dropped 30? Oh, give him a diamond card. He he had a lot of rebounds. Oh, give him a diamond card. Every player don't deserve no diamond card. For what? Just because they had a few good games? No. Diamond cards should not. Everybody shouldn't have one. They should be a rarity, which is why their diamond. Galaxy Opal should be even more rare. Pink diamond should be rare as well. Like, there should not be diamond cards and pink diamond cards everywhere like team people should not have teams full of pink diamonds versus teams full of pink diamonds versus team full of pink diamonds. like they should not be 
uh, an abundance of pink diamond cards to the point where they're not going for over 200 300,000 MT anymore because they're there's such they're so regular like minimize pink diamond cards um moments cards should only last a week or two and that way you won't have as many diamond cards let's say you do have a a diamond card with um not even a week or two. Let's say you can't add contracts to moments cards. Let's try that. So let's say, uh, um, let's say Giannis goes for forty-five one night, right? And you want to drop a moments card. You you drop that moments card of Giannis with forty-five, maybe um, a, like a diamond card, right? Like a ninety-four overall or whatever. And he he counts a part of your collection, but you can't add contracts to him. So you give him a total of like six contracts, and so that way you can only use this. This moments card in the moment so you, you got six times to use them of his entirety and so that way if Giannis drops another 45 point game there can be another moments card with the same overall but that car only has six six contracts once again so that way um you can have an abundance of diamond Giannis cars but it's it's based off each and every single different moment he had versus um, just the next car has to be better than the last type situation. Meaning, um, if players were to sell these moments cars, they would they would go for a lot more than what they're going for, or maybe a lot less. I don't know. It depends because they can they can only use it six times. And let's say you've already used this card three times, and now you want to sell it. It's going to be like, uh, do somebody really wants to buy this card? And then you have and then you have players buy, selling cars with no contracts that people can't buy and use, but the idea is if, if people are looking for collections or whatever like that, people will still want to buy these cars. So it wouldn't make cars less useful or valuable, but it 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 actually bring more value to new cars and keep value in old cars. Because if you have like a let's say Curry goes for fifty on on game one of the season, that that Curry card would be more rare because towards the end of the season, no like more more people will be like, oh shoot. They already use their their curry up or whatever like that. So that way, I don't know. Just just change the way we do moments cards instead of uh, having them low overalls originally, and then later on we give them a boost. I'm just not a fan of that. That way we have. That's why we have so many unnecessary diamond cards now. Like a Rudy Gobert diamond card, don't need it. Um. So yeah, I like that concept. Um, domination shouldn't be so boring. We should be able to send out a domination because some some games I'd be up. Like, especially in the regular domination, I'd be up like 30 or 40 points. And I'm just playing it just because they're very long. They're very dry. They're a good way to get MT and contracts. But, I mean, it's just outside of that, it's, it's, it's boring. The players we get from domination, like the pack cards, they're always trash. They're always trash. We don't ever really use them. It's, I guess it's the card builder, whatever. But domination, man, y'all got to fix that mode. It's just not fun. And once you hit historic and all-time, we should get a historic and all-time player from each and every one of these teams. It don't have to be the best all-time player. It don't have to be the best historic player. But if I beat the all-time Lakers, I should not get Luke Walton out of a card or something like that. Give me, like, um, like Michael Cooper or James Worthy or something like that to where, like, a ruby or sapphire card. Don't give me these gold and bronze cards all the time. It's just... It just doesn't really help the situation or give me a, a like I have no incentive 
of playing all-time domination because the pink diamond card at the end of that is trash. The diamond card you get at the end of uh, Hall of Fame domination is trash. It's just I have zero incentive of finishing Hall of Fame, uh, I mean, all-time domination. Single-player challenges in general shouldn't be so long. Like, um, they just are. Like, even, like, the weekly challenges, some of them be, like, one quarter, three minutes. But after that, they start to get, like, four minutes, play the entire half, play. Like, you should you should join. Like, once the objective is met, the challenge, should, you should be able to see him at the challenge. So if the objective is make six threes with this player or with this team, once you hit that objective, you you should be able to send out sim out objective hit sim out and you you get your simulated MT you get the MT that you played for you still get like the um the challenge bonus it's just you don't have to play the entirety of the game because that it is so so boring if the challenge difficulty is on pro or all star and I have to what get thirty points with a player and I have diamond i have a diamond team because everybody has diamond teams and so i can get 30 points in one quarter and so now i'm playing three more extra quarters that i don't have to play well that i have to play for no reason because i already got the objective so um yeah give us the option to sum out once we've already meet objectives because it's wasting game time in our real lifetime so um we could be moving on to the next objective and making things a lot lot quicker and smoother um Cars should display odds on the plat on the pack. So when it be saying uh, these are the players in this pack, it should show our odds of getting one of these players. Even if it says guaranteed getting one of these players out of the pack, it should say the odds of us getting the, the best player to the worst player. Because um, yeah, once again, that only makes sense. So yeah, we should just know that. Um, and. This is one that I feel like a lot of people want. I'm in for it, but I'm not. It's the ability to trade players. So if my friend has a card that I, that I want and he has a card that, and I have a card that he wants, we should be able to swap players. But I can see when it comes to big YouTubers or whatever, people are going to be paying for teams or paying. Like, I can see that happening. But for the most part, man, just give us the ability to uh, trade players just for the fun of it. Because how you going to have cards like, the thing about collecting cards in real life, you trade cards. It's a card trading game. People trade cards. People trade Yu-Gi-Oh cards. People trade Pokemon cards. That's the purpose of cards. So give us the ability to trade the digital cards as well. All right, moving on to play now online. Tears should make more sense. Tears should just make more sense. Tears should just make more sense. The top tier team should be the top tier teams. The bottom tier team should be the bottom tier team. Just based off of real life records, they should update throughout the season. Not based upon injuries, but based upon real life records. I don't care if Katie and Boogie is injured. Golden State is still a tier one team. Just because LeBron is on the Lakers, that does not make them a tier one team. The team was bad. The team You could not win with them versus Golden State unless people just suck. Which happens, but that's not the purpose. If, if you're playing with a, a bad team in real life, there should be tier three on the game. Just like as simple as that. Um uh we should we should have the ability to see who our player, our opponent is picking. So even if we're doing tiers, right? Let's say um my opponent gets Golden State, I should still have the ability to pick a tier one, like a tier three team to play against Golden State. And I should just, I still should get that win bonus to playing against a better team. 
But now I know now I, I can see that I'm taking that risk versus me blindly joining that game and not being able to back out. Another thing, we should be able to back out of games that we don't want to play. There's a lot of players, if when a lot of problem the problem was when you saw who the opponent was picking, a lot of opponents would just go to the best team and just only play with them. And uh, people would just back out. So still give us that ability to see who the other person is playing with, but give us the ability to back out. I don't know. I don't understand how that was ever an issue or how that ever became a problem. But yeah, just just give us that. Or how about this? If we're going to be in um, brackets like Ricky Bracket, All of Fame Bracket, blah, blah, blah. Give us the ability to, um, shall I say, uh, give us the limit, like a limited amount of times we could pick a tier one team in this in this bracket until we move up and so on and so forth. That just only makes sense to me. That way, if you only, you've been spamming with tier one teams, right, and you've been using Golden State the entire time, and now um, you ran out of tier ones, now you have to play with a tier two or a tier three team, and you got to go against Golden State, and that and that person, they haven't used theirs up. So now you have an actual challenge of getting past a tier one team with a tier two tier, tier two team with a tier three team, and it just make the whole game a little bit more difficult and make it more challenging, and you will see where the talent lies. Um, and that way you won't have people wasting their Tier 1s on the Tier 3 team if they only have a limited amount of Tier 1 games they can uh, – I mean, uh, uh, games they can play with a Tier 1 player. It just it just only adds up, and that way people will be more strategic when it comes to picking the best teams. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, bring back lobbies. Give us the ability to just go on lobbies based upon difficulties. There should be a Hall of Fame lobby where all games are on Hall of Fame, so on and so forth. That way, because I think default difficulty for on play now is like all star, or whatever, or superstar. Give us the ability to see which lobby, like the uh, join a lobby and play which lobby we want to play in. That way, because I'm a Hall of Fame guy, I only want to play on Hall of Fame. So give me that ability to only play in Hall of Fame games online. It can be unranked games. I don't care. Just give me that ability to only play in uh to 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 play Hall of Fame games online versus randoms. You know, um, you should have the ability to have preset settings and rotations. So that way you don't always have to change your rotations every game. And your, your settings, some people like to press pause at the beginning of the games and change a billion different settings. That's because they don't preset or like always set to stay the same, whatever. The only things that stay the same be the coaching settings. And that's just the the timeout and the substitutions and the, the play, the play calling thing. But that's it. Like, Everything like the, when it comes to coaching sliders, um, bench rotations, situation, uh, ro- situational rotations. If you have those preset, those should be able to change, like, and so on and so forth. Like, just just give us that um, ability. Uh, I would like a random mode where when you click random mode, it gives both players a random team, and you shouldn't be able to back out of those. I, I feel like that'd be cool. Um, yeah, it gives you two random teams in the same exact tier, and y'all just play it out just like that. And that um boost, I don't know, I, I think I'll be down for that because I'm a random type player anyway. So when I play online, I click random. So if me and my opponent both got random teams and they're in the same exact tier, then we should have an even chance of winning the game based upon skill at that point and matchups or whatever. So just give us a random mode. Uh, we should also be able to see the post- opponent's jersey selections as well, as well as seeing who they pick. It's just I think that goes hand in hand. Um, all time teams should be separated in tiers, which means 
um, like we have regular team tiers and then we should have all time team tiers. So all the all time teams, they should be their own category and they should be separated in tiers, which means the all time Warriors and all time Lakers will be tier one versus the all time Pelicans will be tier three. Just like that. Just like you have the regular team in tiers, but do it with the all time teams. Um, uh, the ability to back out before game start already said that to be able to, the ability to see our own stats and scouting reports. I like to see what numbers I've been putting up and the way I play and see if it's cheesy or not, blah, 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 blah. And, um, the ability to remove the takeover mode out the game. I just think I'm going to just say that every single time I hate takeover, just take it out the game. It, it doesn't help anything or any situation. So just remove takeover. Okay. Last but not least, we got to talk about this gameplay, man. Uh, before I've been talking a little bit about gameplay and features and whatnot, but um, gameplay and graphics. All right. So first things first, we got to re- reduce the amount of ground that these players cover. It seems like there's there's nobody who can get open because players can rotate so so quickly. Even if you're just moving the ball back and forth with switches and whatnot, like players can rotate so so quickly, man. I, I don't understand. Um. Yeah, the recover players' recovery time shouldn't be quick. So if I jump, if a player jumps, I should be able to dribble around him every single time because that player is in the air. He's out of position. He should not be able to recover and pick me up. Like he's out of position. So yeah, um, add that. So if players jump, I should be able to go around them, even including the paint. If they jump the first time, I should be able to go up and they shouldn't be able to block me on the way down. I'm just not a fan of that. Uh. Bring back the shooting foul if a player jumps. So uh, Paul Pierce, Kobe Bryant, they were real good at this. Um, if a player would jump off a pump fake, uh, you can lean into him and draw the foul. Like You can initiate that contact and get the shooting foul. Um, bring that back into the game because uh, why not? Like um, People, they took it out of the game, of, uh, I think about 2K 13, 14, 12, around that time because – they said players were cheesing this feature. I don't see how you can cheese a feature that if somebody if, – if you jump on a pump fake, you deserve the foul. It's, it's called standing on your feet, understanding the concept of basketball. You should never leave your feet unless the shooter leaves their feet. So, yeah, if you jumped on a pump fake, the the, the ball handler should get that, that benefit of the doubt that they should be able to either dribble around you or get the shooting foul if they want it. Um Add animations to save the ball from out of bounds. Every single time the ball goes out of bounds, it's going out of bounds. You can't, you can't grab it and throw it back in and jump over the crowd, jump over the cameraman, jump on the uh, announcer's table. People, people save the ball a lot more than you think, man. And in, uh, in, in 2K, it just never seems to happen. Players go towards out of bounds and they're moving slow motion. Another thing, the ball shouldn't be such a feather. Like the ball has weight. I've been saying this for years. The ball has weight. The ball has weight. The ball has weight. It's like a an inflated bo- volleyball when it comes to the ball getting hit. The ball has weight. When, when somebody hits it or taps it a little bit, it just changes the directory. It doesn't make the ball fly like 30 feet or whatever like that. So, yeah, the ball – like if the ball is poked backcourt, it's not ungettable. Somebody's going to get the ball. The ball never rolls all the way back out of bounds. Somebody's going to catch up to the ball because the ball has weight. It seems like the ball doesn't ever slow down or anything. Like, yeah, balls have weight. They stop when they're rolling and everything. You can pick them up and keep going. Um, What else? Speed up inbounds after made baskets. 
NBA Live does a great job of this. The, the point guard, the two guard, anybody can inbound the ball except just anybody outside of the guards. Um, when it comes to 2K, only time uh, somebody outside of a guard can well, – well, only time a guard will inbound the ball is if um, a player like LeBron or Ben – or Giannis, like uh, with a small four to take the ball down the court. That'd be it. Outside of that, um, yeah, a nine guard has to inbound the ball, the three to four or the five. And sometimes they're not in the position, so they gotta like go all around the court, or one has to come to the ball. Just a lot of two guard or the point guard, whoever's closest to the ball to inbound the ball. It's just it's just much quicker. It also you should be able to choose who inbounds the ball on. On um last minute plays or inbounds in general, they used to they used to have that feature in the game. It didn't really work too well, but it was in the game. Um, allow that for pro am as well, and as well as my career, just allow you to choose who you want to inbound the ball off of timeout situations. It just it just makes sense because you you should be able to um run plays based out of a timeout. Like in the timeout, you should be you used to be able to actually choose what play y'all were gonna run, formation or whatever. And that way when you would choose the inbounder, it it'll run a lot smoother. Um speaking of running plays, the play art should be a lot more clear. If you're running a light play art system, you don't really know what's going on, you don't know who's gonna shoot, you're just really out there guessing. The only way to run play art is if you have on the full play art and it's still sometimes confusing on what they want you to do or or, or who's doing what. Unless you know the play, like background history, like the play art is always complicated for no apparent reason. Um, less bobble pass animations. I'm just not a fan of players not being able to catch. Uh, also reduce the success rate of passing out a shot. I'm just like once you go up in the air and you try to pass the ball, that I think that should be the only time players bobble catches. But besides that, players bobble way too many passes in the paint and just in general, just players can catch. That simple as that. Um, yeah, players can catch. Uh, add body sizes. So um, a boogie has a different body size than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has a different body size than LeBron. LeBron has a different one than Giannis, so on and so forth. Each player's weight is different, and they move different based upon weight. So, um, yeah, I'm just like add different types of body size and shapes based upon the player's. Um, bring short shorts in. Uh, players are wearing shorter shorts nowadays. They're not as short as the '80s and the '60s and in the '70s were, but they're not as long as the mid 2000s. And also show that that mid 2000s short length when it comes to like late '90s, mid 2000s when you're playing with those teams. Show that the length of the shorts uh, resonate that as well, as well as the teams with the short shorts, like the extremely short shorts. Um, what else? Fix the moving screens. Uh, I hate these moving screens. I don't understand who added them. Like, yes, we illegal screens exist in the NBA, right? We all understand that. We all grasp that concept. But the way 2K generates it is it's just illegal screens. So where it's, it's the elbow will be out or he'll just push him for no reason. We didn't ask for that because we cannot – we can't do that. Like it, it doesn't make sense for us to be able to generate how how often we can use that. Versus if somebody's setting the screen and they're moving the left stick, then that's a moving screen while they're they're doing the screen. So if somebody's moving the left stick, trying to like slide and do screens, or they set the screen too, uh, the ball handler comes over the screen too early before the player set, then that's a moving screen. 
but don't generate it where the player sits sitting still and you run over and you just see an elbow for no reason. Take that out of the game. We didn't ask for that. That doesn't really help. And it's just random gameplay that that really hurts us instead of helping us uh, when we're playing 2K. Um, what else? Add foot planting and weight shifting. Please do that. Every player shouldn't be out here ice skating on the court, especially um, big men. Speaking of big men, uh, fix their dribbling. In older 2Ks, if you try to get saucy and try to do all these fancy dribble moves with a big man, he will lose it because he didn't have the capabilities of doing that. Now, if I want to, I can behind the back with DeAndre Jordan, hit you with a spin move. Like, he don't have that capability. It'll be slower than the most point guards, but he can still do it. And that's just not realistic. Um, the fact that back then you could steal the ball from, from centers trying to do fancy dribbles, they got to add that back. Um, yeah, just, just tone down centers dribbling. Unless they're like a playmaker and still at that, they don't have fancy dribbling. Like fancy, fancy dribbling. Like it's like a, a handful of bigs in the NBA, if that, who can dribble real, real fancy. Even Giannis doesn't have fancy dribbles. Kevin Durant's dribbles aren't even that fancy. LeBron's dribbles aren't that great either. You get what I'm saying? It's just like these players don't have these point guard like Kyrie, Kyrie, Stephen Curry, Chris Paul handle handles. Like these big, big like players don't really have those type handles. So I'm just not a fan of. 2K letting all and every single player dribble ridiculously. They they gotta fix that. They gotta tone that down. Um, on the graphical side of things, um, and just extras, uh, bring back the 2K14 lighting. People say 2K14 graphics were better. In, in reality, they weren't. It was just the court lighting. It had just more enthusiasm and more realist realism. Just a lot of lights going on and like arena lighting that that lighting really determines a lot when it comes to graphics so if you give us that 2k14 lighting back it'd be cool have real life chance because we don't get enough we don't even hear a chance besides defense on 2k if that like um uh ref you suck after uh like consistent foul calls on the home team and just different things like that um what else uh random shoe colorways okay so the NBA took away the feature where um, team shoes, well, player shoes had to be uh, like team color. The NBA doesn't have that anymore. So if you would just open, like crank up a game and like a lot of players had on random different uh, shoes, especially if they're not signed to anybody like like um, PJ Tucker, he doesn't have a, a shoe deal with any kind, like any team. So he should just randomly have on any shoe just throughout the game instead of just having preset shoes and preset colorways. Like, LeBron should have on a different, like, colorway of LeBron's. Like, you should be able to lock it to a shoe type or something like that. But just change the colorway every single time. That shouldn't be too, such of a hard concept. Um, is there anything else? Uh, that's that's really about my um, my wish list. Uh, I, pretty, I pretty much think I had... Like the more I play 2K, the more I wish um I'll probably think of some things like gameplay wise. I don't oh um like for example, I don't like the fact that uh lockdowns the way they play. Like if you're playing like pro am or something like that, if a lockdown is in the vicinity, they don't even have to be playing good defense. Just because they're near you, you will miss the shot. That it is just um 
I just re- I feel like they should like remove that out of the game, like just lock down. People should just be able to like as players who can play defense, as players who can't, and your stick skills should be able to show that, not an archetype that allows you to to get to recover it, like cheesily and steal the ball like at a ridiculous rate. I'm just not a fan of that. Um what else? Uh I'm just really just the takeover mode, man. That that entire system just killed 2K for me this year is just a player gets hot and they can do godlike abilities. Like, like I mean, I, I will understand if TakeOver was only in, like, play now mode because you can't really control it. But if you're playing a pro-am game and somebody gets team TakeOver and now the entire team is hot, now you got an entire team. Let's say you got a post score who's going to, like, the, the post scoring like, TakeOver is cheating. He just throws the person out the way. The sharps they can make every single three pointer. Um, the playmakers just cheese. The slashers just dunk on every. It's just the takeover mode was just not a good idea, if you ask me. Um, just take it out of the game. It doesn't benefit anybody. It just only benefits cheesers. So yeah, um, that's just uh, my two K twenty wish list things that I wish they add and things I wish they take out of the game in two K twenty. Um, if you rock with me this whole time this segment probably about an hour long a little under an hour probably like 50 minutes but um if you're out with me this entire time man thank you for listening to the jones.com podcast hit me up and let me know what you like to see in 2k 20 uh if you think anything i said was stupid or something like that i don't know i don't really care but you know what i'm saying i just want to get conversation going about this 2k 20 wish list thing um and we out of here man